Hello, friends. Uh, this is your host, Dave Neal of the Sex Actually Podcast. Yeah! Everybody give it up for me. I'm in my girlfriend's closet recording this voiceover because I don't know if you guys know this trick, but recording voiceovers in a closet is supposed to be the best acoustics you can get. You know, there's clothes and shit and everything, so I'm literally leaning up against a sequin dress uh, wondering what happened wrong with my life. <laughs> uh, okay, so I wanted to preface this episode. This is the episode with Anna Rose, um, and I uploaded this last week and had to take it down. Okay, well, let me tell you why. So you might have. So chances are you may have already listened to this. In which case, um, don't worry about it. Just wait for the next episode, which I'm shooting t- or going to record tomorrow. Um, and today is actually summer solstice. Happy summer, everybody! June twentieth, twenty sixteen. Longest day of the year. It's 106 degrees, and I'm in the one room with no air conditioning in a fucking closet. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Dave's going to come out of the closet finally. Yeah, I am. I'm going to come out of the closet. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to come out of the closet to shoot my Bachelorette recap video, and then I'm going to go right back in the closet. Um, so I uploaded this podcast last week, and then Anna Anna talks about an ex-boyfriend. Well, that ex-boyfriend, it turns out, has a mutual friend of mine. And so that friend of mine texted me and said, oh, dude, you got to take that podcast down. Uh, and I was like, oh, really? I don't think we said the guy's name. He's like, no, but you said his, his you know, the, the place where he works. And I was like, all right, man, no problem. So I had to do a little bleeping and editing and all that shit and uh, had to re-upload it. And it's no hurt. I don't think she said anything that's super uh, mean about her ex. But it's like, you know what? He doesn't want to be talked about. And out of courtesy to my um, business of entertainment, comedians, um, if someone doesn't want to be talked about, we'll just bleep your name out. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode uh, and, you know, share it with your friends, all that jazz. I'm going to, I think I'm going to be releasing another one tomorrow. So um, if you've already heard this episode with Anna, disregard everything I said. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then have a listen, enjoy. We talk about all things dating, relationships. Uh, one of her exes um, was cheating on her with other dudes. You know, typical stuff. Um, I'm just so sick of having to edit things. I can't tell you how many times we've had conversations in the past on the podcast, and then afterwards people are like, hey, maybe don't share that one 20-minute-long story I told you. It's like, well, why did you tell me the story about you getting, you know, f- you know, a devil's threesome in at the Standard in New York, and you don't want anyone to know about it? Like, what the fuck? So um, the one thing I've learned from all this is that obviously – um, people are telling some entertaining shit. You know, people are getting real. They're opening up about their sex and dating history. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes that offends other people. So we hope that you enjoy that we're putting ourselves out there talking about all this. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email, DaveNeal5 at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, at DNeals with a Z. Uh, my YouTube, I think you just search Dave Neal Actor, whatever the fuck that is. Um, Check out what I'm doing over there, and let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you want me to talk about. We'll be interviewing other dating coaches, comics, um, authors, you know, all, all that shit. So I'd love to hear what you have to say, any questions you want help with. Hey, we're not experts, um, but we have been around the block and would love to chat about it all. So without further ado, here's my podcast with Anna Rose. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. This is your host, Dave Neal, with special guest, Anna Rose. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. We've been friends for <laughs> roughly 20 hours. Yes, about but that. But I, I found you through Destiny, two, yes. who I had on here two episodes ago. So for those listening, if you haven't listened to Destiny's podcast, do that one first, and then jump back here. Welcome back. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So you're so yeah. Of course, we are in a park in West Hollywood. Yes, um, we are. I didn't realize there was like Russian or some shit on the signs. Oh, uh, was that Israeli? I've no or Hebrew. I have no idea. Uh, the only signs I paid attention to was parking for patrons. To yeah, make underneath sure I wasn't it, getting a ticket. there was like a sign that had like a backwards R, and that we don't have that in oh. our language. So I don't know, you know what that what? was. There's a there's a big Polish community oh. in this area because if you go to Sunset a block away, um, for those of you that are familiar with West Hollywood, we're right by Runyon Canyon, about like two blocks. 
And on sunset, there are some signs that are in Polish. You know, this podcast is huge in Poland, so that's oh, good for awesome. all of our Polish listeners. <laughs> we are learning. Actually, because of our friend Christian, Jonathan Christian Hudson, he, we've got a weird international crowd because he's got like a weird international, like he's got bros in different like fucking, you know, state countries yeah. that would never know what is happening. And we're just here in the heart of Los Angeles yeah. giving unsolicited advice. But if you're listening, <laughs> maybe it is solicited. I don't know. <laughs> uh, pardon the wind. If you hear any wind in the audio, um, that's because we're actually in a park. Um, so so we, we met yesterday at a little launch party that a friend was doing. And you're heading, I wanted to talk to you before you head off to your New York and Honolulu trip. Yeah. Or not Honolulu. I'm where going are you going? I'm going to um, Kauai. Kauai. Kauai, yeah. And are you, so you're a dating, wh- wh- how so would you describe yourself as? So I describe myself as a love coach and life guide. And the reason is, is because I help women um, with their self-love issues and play that into dating. Because I think, uh, at least in my opinion, it, it all starts with us men or women, whoever it is. I also have male clients as well. Um, so I like to talk about love and like the idea of love and, and all that. So that's why I shy away from relationship dating, but that's what we talk about, if that makes sense. So so lo- like you talk more about like unconditional love or, or do you talk about dating, like the semantics of it all? or? Um, I talk about more of like the foundation. So it's like um, creating like your boundaries or... Uh, looking at maybe your values and and getting out of like living in the past allowing your the past to define you um then the idea of that like you attract who you are and how to kind of like up the ante on that um which all starts with like your own stuff um to do that but then i also talk about like my tinder escapades and like why i deleted (laughs) tinder and like why it's it is a good tool why it's not a good tool I am as of as, as of, of late, <laughs> as of a few days. Until ago. a rainy day and you get bored. I know. I, you know, I did catch myself thinking about downloading it the other day, and then I was like, no, because I have this article coming out, and I was like, I have to be true to it. You don't um, want to be caught on it. Yeah. Post someone else's <laughs> photos. Yeah. Just go into <laughs> just pretend. Um, but yeah, no, I I was on Tinder for for on. I'm always on it. I feel like I'm like on and off of it. So, um, so yeah, you know, we talk about that stuff, and then um, and then I also, you know teach uh women and men how to kind of like level up their life because i personally live in a very uh uh, not normal way i just travel a bunch and uh just kind of like you know i I really uh hold a value in like living fully and like that feeling alive like gets me like so juiced to wake up in the morning like what can i do today to get out of my comfort zone or like what can i do today or like where should i travel next and um so i kind of like to, to bring that in to other people because I think that we all kind of like live in this idea of fear of like change or oh no I'm going to book the flight and then what am I going to do and then I'm like hey just book the flight worry about the rest later so then you're doing nice. it you know and so I'm that's a lot of what I talk about as well is like the fear of change and getting out of that to like have your dream job and and you know go to Hawaii which I did on a whim like a month ago and and a lot of these things it's it's so important too because um you can't attract the right partner until you like respect yourself enough to have a job that you love yeah or or you know what I mean like you you, if you're not doing what's right for you if you're not loving life travel do whatever it is that makes you feel great you're gonna attract someone who's kind of also not pursuing you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean like 100% like for for me I definitely, and this is kind of like on my journey, was um, I uh, was attracting like patterns and like I was cheated on in every relationship. And it took me to take, you know, time for myself and to travel alone. And I mean, you don't necessarily need to travel alone, but that was my journey, right? Yeah, of course. And um, Traveling so alone is amazing. I, lo- I mean, I lived in Mexico alone for a year. I stayed in, I was in Argentina and Uruguay. Where in Mexico did you live? Um, I was in, I was living in Ceilita, so it's about... you speak Spanish? I do. Okay. Hablo Espanol. <laughs> um, but I, so it's like, you fly into Puerto Vallarta, it's an hour north in the jungle. It's like where the jungle meets the beach, like, wore no shoes for a year, like, totally lived the jungle wow. life. Like, it was such an awesome um, experience, and I, like, just got back March 1st, so... And you're um, already, you're already like, fuck it, Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's great. I was just, yeah. I, I did some backpacking through Mexico. It's you? wild. Yeah, it's, it's different. But you're like a short, white, blonde chick. That is true, yes. If I could just paint a picture <laughs> for the audience. <laughs> like, oh, she must look Mexican. <laughs> no, you, I mean, do well, you, do you, did you, were you turning heads? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I've traveled yeah. to some some cities in Mexico. You know, like I traveled into like San Cristobal in the mountains and and you know in some really uh, obscure places. And my buddy was like a six foot two blonde dude from Belgium, and like we did not look like we like the traffic was like what the fuck. <laughs> How can we get money out of these assholes? Uh, yeah. You know, like I bought a poncho <laughs> and shit. I had like like every buying like, babies. Yeah, I did own, I'm just like a senator, just <laughs> rocking children and shit. Did you have any run-ins over there? Um, no. Okay, so I get really tan. I'm like the least tan I ever am right now. Um, so I actually would get mistaken for being Mexican. Oh, you should just um, it Yeah, and especially because it's a surf town and I have like this beach blonde hair. So, um, you know, even in L.A. I walk around and someone just talks to me in Spanish. But, um... So I didn't really have any, like, out-of-the-ordinary, uh, like, tourist experiences. But I also came into the town through my brother, who had been there already for a month. Oh, cool. And it's a town of, like, 3,000. So you know everybody, you know, either by face, by name, or you're friends with them. Um, so when I came into town, I was in Argentina and then Uruguay. And then my brother's like, hey, I'm in Mexico. Come visit. And I was just like, mm. Let me just see how long, how much the ticket is when I arrived from Buenos Aires to Puerto Vallarta. It was like 80 bucks. So I was like, okay. My, my apartment's in, in already subletted. Like, you know, hey, guy, do you want to stay another month? Let me just, like, keep traveling. Anyway, so I ended up there. And um, my brother introduced me to everyone the first day because he's so antisocial. He didn't even want to hang out with me. That he's like, "This is my sister. Go, go, hang out with it's her." It's a great brother thing to do. Yeah, Pedal you off to exactly. someone else in, a, in another country. <laughs> in a country that I was like, my Spanish she'll is fend rusty. For her, so. Exactly. Like, <laughs> she'll make it work. She knows how to find food. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was cool because I came in through him. So automatically, I was like Drew's sister, and then. Um, and then I decided to stay, and he left, and uh, and then How I. How old's me. your brother uh, relative to you? Is he older? No, he's actually two years younger. Interesting. Yeah, he's actually in Italy right now, shooting a movie. He's oh in wow! Film industry, so oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Do you? Uh, okay, I have a lot of questions. So what do I want to start? <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Uh, well, I did want to ask if you've dated any of your brother's friends. My brother's friends, I have not dated them, but yeah. I've not, <laughs> I've not <laughs> that's dated a great them. Um, but uh, there there were some situations that did get. Get a little. Uh, and does he know about crazy. it? Yeah, he like. You fucked one of his friends. Of I fucked one of his friends. <laughs> Wait, I'll tell you a funny story. This is crazy. So my mom's my mom's fiftieth birthday. I guess that's like six years ago now. Um, we we all were there. Obviously, open bar. We're in the middle of nowhere. It's like some little I don't know farm in Connecticut. And uh, and there, my brother's friend is. I had always had like a crush on him. Uh-huh. And we were drinking, and somehow we end up behind a car talking about how we like each other. We start making out, and as we're making out, my brother walks in. And as this is happening simultaneously, they're giving a speech in the little oh, where the thing is. <laughs> my brother beats the shit out of the guy. And as that's happening, everyone runs from the speech to see what's going on, and now we have to re-enter and my mom was mortified. We You're like, like really redoing your hair. I know. And shit. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think I fell in the leaves. Or How someplace. close was your brother to this kid? Best friend. Best friend. Like best. Like they're still best. So this friends. must have been. This is like, like an adulthood. Yeah. This is like yeah. I'm 28, so was, I was like 28, 22. Okay. I was like newly single from relationships, so I was like. You know, because it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing what. I, I had the experience where my sister is two years older than me. Yeah. So, or a year. I'm sorry, a year older than me, and. Uh, so, so some of her friends would, you know, be interested in me. And I, of course, I'm, I mean, as a guy, I'm interested in all of them. Yeah. In, in high school, <laughs> college, whatever, all of her friends. But the first boobs I ever touched were a friend of my sister's. Yeah. And my, the girl <laughs> was staying over my house. I, I may, or maybe not. She was at my house. Either way, it was almost like my sister could like recruit. And she, my sister wanted nothing to do with this, but <laughs> without her knowledge, she was like recruiting game for me. <laughs> Because I had zero game by myself, like zero game that I, that no way I could get one of these girls to come over. No way I could ask a girl to come over yeah. under those circumstances. But because they were already there, I was like, you know, I'd come, you know, I'd make myself more present. Uh-huh. And I'd be in the kitchen just, just like eating cereal. Like, hey, what are you guys doing today? <laughs> My sister's like, what the fuck? You don't talk. We don't talk. Like, hey, how you doing? Doing good? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what, that, because that's, it's, it's a weird, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because like my sister and i literally never talked but be, you know she's gonna have friends, over. friends over, have friends over. <laughs> now so you you mentioned the plural was there another guy there were there were two other guys yeah and those were like those are like within the last 
Um, let's see. Like when I was still living in Brooklyn, so like like 2013 maybe. Is that a point? Your brother has to know like you're an adult. Oh yeah, and I mean, if you want to like actually like a guy, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. If like your brother's friend, if you dated your brother's friend and like actually like respect each other, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But I could see the hookup thing could be tough on him. Well, one of the nights, so. So fun fact, I'm the oldest of six. Five are from my mom and my dad. The last one's from my uh, dad and his wife. And so five of us live in the same roof often when we're home. And when we are all under the same roof, we have these huge parties. So there's a lot of drinking and a lot of like like music and really like chill stuff. But, you know, sometimes the whiskey handle comes out and gets passed around and then everyone's kind of like blackout drunk. And um, I don't remember this, but I've been told... <laughs> that I was in our living room publicly with one of his friends about to have sex until my mom walked in. Oh, your poor mother. I know, but what we've never spoke to, spoken about it since, and uh, I forgot about it until right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to so bring back memories <laughs> that you don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. So there was that moment, and then, like, I think, uh, like, a year later, maybe that was, like, 2012, and then, like, a year later, I, like, hooked up with his friend also around like the same type of circumstances and we woke up on the couch next to each other with like my brother standing over us like hey how was last night um ah, is there so, an, is there an added uh, feeling of allure or scandal to it or no um okay so my brothers had the same friends forever <laughs> um so i think it was just like i was the older sister who's never around i moved out of the house pretty early um I'm from, I grew up in New York, long story short, when we were 16, my mom moved us to Connecticut, my dad stayed in New York, so anytime I could get to go back to New York to hang out with my, like, real friends that I had had forever since I was, like, two, I would, so I wasn't around a lot, and so I think there was, like, this, like, oh, these guys are cute, and now we're all getting older, and, like, that whole thing, um, but now, because he has the same friends, anytime I go home, I'm just like, hey, now I've known you forever, <laughs> we've yeah. been there, done that, but my brother does dabble in my friends now which i don't really care about i'm just like whatever you just yeah i, I it's, it really does seem to be a difference like i my i don't think my sister cared with some of the her friends that i hooked up with yeah. but if 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 one of my buddies hooked up with my sister would be like dude what the fuck like <laughs> really like i'll take you out we'll get you laid we can do this somewhere like, else why bring it there? So, but I, I don't think i ever had that problem although yeah, although I, I'm pretty sure she probably hooked up with like a dude on my football team, like an older guy. Yeah. I, was, I, I was just like, I, I want nothing to know about this. <laughs> Versus like, if it was any any info involving my girlfriend, I want to know everything. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm like, why did I want to know? But my sister, I'm like, nope, don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. That's how my brothers are. They're like, oh, are you dating someone? Oh, okay, cool. Bye. I probably know more about my girlfriend's exes than she knows about mine. And I think it's because I ask a lot of questions. It's very huh. weird. I, I and I don't I don't like I don't know her number. Yeah. She doesn't know mine. Yeah. I I I really think her. Is that really not, a thing? Like the uh, number yeah. thing? Do people yeah. really ask that? Because I've like never asked that ever. Um, I don't. Like, my girlfriend hasn't, but I think I I have in the past. I've 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 been offered that info in the past. Yeah. And it's not something you really forget. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's like you just know it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. No. See, there's that's one of the things I talk about to the people that I coach and my audience because there's so much shame around sex and like there's so much shame around like your number and like is it high there's shame around it if it's high there's shame around it if it's low there's just so this like freaking this ball perfect of shit number is around five it. yeah exactly and, <laughs> and I like, missed who that. really <laughs> so did I but you know what I mean so I think I think that it's just like this like society thing and it's so dumb and I always tell everyone like we talk about this on my podcast and I'm like just like own it if, you, if someone wants to ask you that question don't feel weird about it and also like I don't personally I think that like why are you even talking about that like who cares but if that does come up or if you're even talking to your girlfriends like who cares? like just own it you know what I mean it's and part it doesn't, of you it doesn't reflect who you are any you know no. in the moment it's a past thing yeah From, I mean whatever if you're in a relationship yeah. and you're not cheating then whatever it shouldn't matter but i don't know guys like we're just like weird scorecard alpha ego it's yeah. just a it's a weird thing yeah i don't know but he was funny and, yeah. it, and it was the first guy i dated for personality but the thing was is what came with that territory was like a number of three 
And then he dated me. You're like, be real subtle three. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real, I mean, guys are insecure. Comics are insecure. But here's the thing. This is what happened, which was fucked up. Then dating me upped his security level so that he cheated on me every chance oh, he got it. Oh, my gosh. Got because he was like, oh, well, if I can pull this chick now, I can pull any chick. Which was, like, he'd go to Austin. I'd see him the next day and then go through his phone and find out that he was, like, date, he, like met up with some girl the Jeez. night before. Um, did he so offer his phone to you? Like, babe, nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. Or did mm. you just, like, go into it when no, he was in the shower? No, I would go into it in the shower because <laughs> he was a fucking liar. And he'd change names. So this is what uh, happened. This yeah. is, so him, his brother. I have two names in my phone book that are changed really? to Really? Oh. <laughs> not because it's a sneaky thing, but it's because that I don't trust that they wouldn't randomly text me, like, miss you, Dave. Mm. And I don't, I mean, if a guy texted me that, I guess that's wrong. <laughs> but I just, I, 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 I'm not, uh, this one chick that I used to date texted me when I was on a date with my girl girlfriend and i was like no nah, i don't fucking need that i don't need to have my phone face up and have somebody message me and, I, and i'm not going to change it back to where it just says i message because mm-hmm. my girlfriend and i do have a lot of trust with that yeah. neither one of us have like the secret thing we know each other's shit but i just don't need to like explain that away so i just changed her fucking name yeah i just have a problem that doesn't need to be one where it's crazy you know yeah. what i mean i totally get that but this was not that and this was him changing his brother to this girl's name and I mean uh, this girl to his brother's name and I'm friends with his brother at the time and I'm text with his brother at the time because we were living together we were together for a while we were very involved in each other's families and he's texting someone on the roof and it says Jared and I look at the phone as he's texting them and I was like when did Jared get an iPhone because I thought he had an Android Uh. and he looks at me (laughs) and in in his classic face he's like "Ah, ah, ah." Okay, so here's the thing, and tells me, and I was like, "Fuck you, get out of my house." So, right so he just fessed up to it, or yeah. or did he just call his bluff? N- well, I said, "Did Jared get an iPhone?" And then he looks at me, and he knew he couldn't hide it, and wow. he's just like, "No, okay." This Guys, is we thing. we are dumb. Yeah, we really are dumb. <laughs> That's a, but that, to him, he thought he had his bases covered. He, yeah, he thought he. Thought, but that's like he he flew a little too close to the sun with that. He was doing that in front of in you. In front of we were sitting on my roof in in Williamsburg and having this amazing day. We just went to Smorgasburg. We're eating our food on the roof, and he's about to play music. And as he's about to play oh, music, no. asking me to look at his phone with him and pick a song. Then he gets the text message. And, Boy, I tell yeah. you what, the fear when you give your girl. Your the the phone, you know what I mean, <laughs> and I've got nothing to hire to what you know. I'm not worried about, but there's this chick who used to send me unsolicited nude photos. Really, swear to God, <laughs> she was a Miss USA contestant. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna say what state. I always talk about her. <laughs> Can't say what state, and she would send me unsolicited full body nudes, all the time. Not only full body nudes, she would uh, she would compose them so it would be like a montage of five different photos in one. <laughs> she would like you know how you could do the like the skinny one and the headshot and then the, and the ass and they were all, and I'd be like oh my and what am I gonna do? I mean I don't think you can block people from sending you a text. Yeah, you can. Can you? Yeah, I just I found that out. That. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm blocked from a few from, from a few exes actually. Um, oh really? Yeah. Just because were you blowing them up? No, because um, his. His girlfriend hated me, so he, he after went you. after me. So the problem is, like, I can't walk into <laughs> because they all don't like me. There's a comedy club in Los yeah. Angeles, um, everyone. Which I'm super We've got a show coming up there. I was just actually talk, texting <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah, um, so he would cry there a lot. And, oh, jeez. Uh, and the thing was is that to the point where he couldn't go on stage, and so now oh I'm gosh. associated with the a successful comedian. I mean, he's fairly successful. Yeah. Um, so he, so because of all this, I became pretty cry, known. But I'm sorry, who would cry there because of you? Yeah, he was really, really because brokenhearted of the bro- when we broke oh, up. Man. Really, like, but he cheated months. on you. But he cheated on me multiple times oh. with multiple people. And then at the end of it, uh, we were breaking up, and it was his choice to leave. Actually, like I was like, I'm done. Like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I'm gonna leave right now. So he packed up his stuff and left our apartment. And then I was like, okay, well, guess what? Like at the end of the day, like you made that choice to, to leave, and you can't really be upset with it. You leave the relationship or leave? Both. Okay. Yeah, it was like we were living together, and you know, as we're breaking oh, up man. and having the conversation, he like storms out, like I'm leaving right now, and like packs up all this stuff and like puts it in his car and like drives off into the sunset. Like and it's he's so like, dramatic. Fuck, I forgot my toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. But Actually, I'm after that. he forgot his juicer, and that was a huge <laughs> thing. All right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta write down that that's gonna be the title. He forgot his juicer. He forgot his juicer. That's oh, okay. I'm putting that in the notes. That's gonna be one of the uh, potential. <laughs> the potential title. He forgot because they're gonna be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Now you know. He forgot his juicer. Um, 
You could say you squeezed yeah. him out of that one. <laughs> hey now. Um, so um, did he get yeah. his juicer? He did it like a month later. Um, cried out to me to marry him. Tried to get me back. Really? Cried more at the comedy club, and then deleted me from his life. Uh, hey, crying. I got no shame in crying. I'm all about it. Like, I'm super about it. But the thing was is that at the end of the day, he wasn't owning what he was doing at all. He was just crying because, like, he had gotten caught. And ha- it had been going on for, like, six to eight months. And, like, or really, actually, it had probably been going, going on the whole relationship. And, um, you know, at, at that point, I don't really feel bad for you for crying because, like, just own it and say you're sorry instead of yeah. crying and be like, you broke my heart. Well, um, comics have this weird thing because a lot of comics are really f- weird or fucked up. And then they get success, and then none of that matters when it comes to courting women because they can make them laugh on stage. And then they're super strange, and then they still fuck a lot afterwards. (laughs) I'm lucky enough that I I mean, as as weird, I mean, trust me, I have a weird, uh, like, I don't know, I had bad bad social skills, but like, I couldn't close the deal. Uh So I had a lot of lot of friends that were girls, and but I wasn't like they'd always be like, I didn't even know you liked me, and like that became a, a sort of something I had to look back on and be like, did I not? Even like, was I playing it too cool that I that these chicks didn't even know I was into them? Yeah, I was. I was just like, yeah, way too cool for it. But I wasn't getting laid at all. I lost my virginity like in college, sophomore year of college. So I clearly wasn't pulling the trigger. Uh-huh. But um, but so but then in college, then then once I kind of learned what I was doing, twenties were good. It was good. Everything was fine. So, but so my girl's always like, hey, you know, you're gonna start playing the road, and girls are gonna wanna fuck you. And I'm like, I they want to fuck when I'm a, I'm a Lyft driver, and they want to fuck. <laughs> Like the bar is pretty low right now, so I, if I think I can, if I can bat that shit away now, I'll be okay on the road. But some of these guys, literally, it's like if you weren't, if you didn't kind of quench that thirst in your formidable years, mm-hmm. you l- could literally bang your way through the world, and it's never enough. It's, it's like it's like it's like an alcoholic. Like a, it, right. a thousand drinks is not enough. Well, I think when it stems from an insecurity, which. You know, I don't want to generalize, but I will say from my my friends that are comics, because I have quite a few, um, th- that a lot of a lot of the people I know, and, and we've talked about it, so I don't feel feel bad about saying this. Um, do you have an insecurity, and that sometimes brings you into to, to doing comedy, right? Sure. Um, so I, you know, it is really interesting. And actually, I had um, I had a a friend who's a comedian on uh, my podcast, and he was talking about there's like this way that you can like build your set like fuck chicks after and you only have that window <laughs> after until wow, you're like he not explain worth it. That? he explained the whole thing oh, let it's, me know uh, just, can i say the episode uh sure yeah oh, okay so it's um it's uh chicks with coffee so if you go to anarose.com i think it's podcast dash ep um and it's nick Guerra's episode and he okay. does talk about uh the way that you can tailor uh tailor that and he talks about how like if you, you put yourself down a lot or like you'll say like so, a lot of like like fucking jokes and it gets like people really excited and then after you know you linger a little bit and then the girls don't want to hang out with you but you only have that window of lingering the second That's you so leave funny. and the next comic comes on like then then your window yeah i mean that makes sense because i've you know I've, I've i've been single doing stand-up and you tell a joke about getting i mean because a lot of a lot getting the audience on your side isn't too different than getting a chick to want to fuck you because you want the dudes (laughs) to like you 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 want the dudes to be your friend and the chicks to want to fuck you yeah that's literally what most comics you know what you have to do and a lot of that is self-deprecation but also you have confidence with it because you're Mm -hmm. telling a story under your rules you're telling how you became the victor or whatever so it's it's i i mean yeah, it's it's literally like speed dating, but you get ten minutes on stage, and it's all about you. Yeah. And then afterwards, the chicks feel like they know you. And if you're telling a joke about how like, like maybe this like older chick wanted to fuck you and you were too afraid, then the older chick's gonna be like, "I'll show you." And that's what he was kind of talking about, like those type of fuck, <laughs> you know, sex jokes. Or you'll be like, "I really like older chicks," or like, "I really like, you know, I don't know, the type of build or whatever." Like, I really like big butts or something and you tell this joke and the girls that are like fit or don't fit the category want to either show it to you or prove you wrong you know that's what he was like kind of referring to which i found kind of fascinating did you uh meet your 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 comic boyfriend through an audience member were you a chuckle fucker as they call him no i was not actually i had never been to a comedy a comedy show at all i was with um my friends in uh where were we we were in um soho and uh, we went to some, like, bar com- free comedy show in the back. It's, like, kind of by uh, the Comedy Cellar. Can't, I can't The Village remember. Lantern. 
Yes. I do a ton of shows. Yeah, there. okay, we were it's there. Sm- they cleaned it up, but it is pretty divey. Super divey. Downstairs. Yeah, yeah, and I had never... It's nice. It actually is pretty nice now. If anyone's on Bleecker in New York City, you got to go to Village Lantern for free comedy. And, and then there's drinks. Artichoke. Totally get a slice yeah. after. Yeah, I just did four shows there. Did you? Yeah. I love that. But, but we it is not, trust me. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be like, oh, it's not bad. But it, it, I mean, as far as basement New York clubs go, yeah. that was a pretty sketchy place. Yes, especially back in 13, like yeah. when it was... Super I mean, five too. months ago it was bad. They yeah. just, they, I literally <laughs> just went back. They put a fresh coat of paint. There's no jizz stains in the uh, seats. And yeah, anymore. yeah. You probably could fuck someone in the back of that room and no one would know. Totally. It's very, it's, I mean, you're lucky if you get people to go in there. It could just my be chick you in that passed person. out in the back of that place during my set. You know, I know because her, her 9.30 p.m. birth control pill went off. <laughs> the, alar- the alarm. She uh-huh. has alarm at 9.30. And sure enough, I'm like two minutes into my set. I'm like, all right. There it is. Yeah. Girlfriend's birth control pill. <laughs> I guess how good my show's going that you can hear a fucking alarm through her purse That's in the back awesome. of the club. <laughs> so but anyway, okay. So anyway, so my friends and I, we went to dinner. I remember it was March 13th because it's my friend's birthday. And I felt like I needed to, like, give him a really good birthday because he was out with my friends. Like, he didn't really know my friends, and it was just him and us. And it was like, birthday. So we're walking down uh, down Bleecker Street, and they're like, free comedy show. And my friends, you know, New Yorkers, we don't really want to do that. We all know what that's about. So we're like, they're like, no. And they're pulling me away, like, literally pulling me away. And I'm just like, guys. And I'm like, I'm describing this right now. And I'm just, like, pulling them back. And I'm like, let's go in. I've never been to a comedy show, and it's free. So they're like, fine. So we go in, and it's actually a pretty decent show. It was yeah. pretty funny, and and um, this you know my ex boyfriend came came in and he did a set, and I remember thinking like he's hilarious. I remember not being attracted to him, and at the end of it, we're leaving, and um, and he's just like, hey, uh, I'm in town for t- for what did he say? He goes, I'm in town for two weeks. Like, let's hang out. And I was yeah. like, who me? And he's like, yeah, I'm shooting this pilot, and I'm like. All right, cool. Here's my number, but I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow. Let's and he was shooting that that pilot that's now a TV show. No, it, well, it was a. T- it, it, I don't want to say the name of it because I feel like we're not saying his name. But. It was not. Um, I mean, we can say his name. He, we're friends now. We did talk recently on uh, on maybe like a month ago. While yeah, he, he was saved traveling. his phone as his other no, brother. No, he unblocked me just to call me and then told me not to call him again. Um, <laughs> um, he does that time to time. He will FaceTime wow. me and then be like. Do not call me but back. But that's a guy thing. Like, we want to know the girl wants us, and then that's enough. Good night. Goodbye. Well, I think, yeah, and I think uh, for him and I, you know, we were really good friends. Like, he was, like, my best friend during the relationship. We had so much fun together, but then, you know, that whole thing well, that's happened. That's heartbreaking to lose that. So, then. yeah, so I think um, I'm always pushing to still be friends, and he's like, no, I hate you. But then yeah. he'll call me and be like, let's be friends for an hour. No, I hate you. I don't you. know how girls can get to that friend zone quicker than guys can. I have yeah. exes that, like, wanted to be friends. I'm like... Why don't you go fuck yourself? Because, <laughs> no, I have friends. I have a dog, and I'm happy, and, you know, dudes. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's because you weren't super attracted to them, and women yield the control of the vagina to men. There's, it's a very much like a power thing. Yeah, I think I think towards the end of it, um, you know, I think, I think that the reality of it, my mom even said she was like, you know, um, were you really attracted to him or... You know, did you guys just have this really great, like, friendship and, like, like sexual part of it and that you kind of just looked overlooked a lot of stuff? And I got to sure. go to a lot of cool things, and I think I got a little blinded. Um, and, you know, I think at the end of it, it was that I, like, kind of woke up and I was like, am I really physically attracted to you? Like, am I really? Or, and it, you know, towards the end, you're, you're a girl and you're going through that whole, like, I don't really want to be touched. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You know, yeah. when you're sleeping and you're like, they want to cuddle and you're like, oh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and um, so you know, you know, I think I think that's probably what made me, you know, want to be friends with him because I have a, a more recent ex boyfriend that um, there's so much like trying to be friends, but there's still like I can't forgive him or he can't forgive me. You know, and he like, cheated on you as well. Yeah, his thing is a little different. He's uh, he's doing Craigslist ads with like maybe dudes. Oh, so this is a West Coast a thing. Lot of, uh, yeah, I don't really know about. I think uh, I think he's probably doing it before he met me. Um, so he had a little uh, bi curious. Yeah, that's gotta be a b- that's gotta be tough on the old sexual sort of like vibe. Like you wondering if you had anything to do with. I mean, not not yeah. that you do, but my sister dated a guy who then found out was gay, and she was like, "What the? F-? You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine." Okay, so this was really interesting, and like, I want to kind of just say to the guys listening, like, it's totally cool. Just open about it and I think that's when I started to feel like he was, we were living together 
Um, we were in Austin for a few months, and he would disappear for like five, six, seven, eight hours and tell me he's working, but then like, be like, hey, what did you work on? And I knew he was writing like an email copywriter, so I'm like, what were you doing for eight hours? And he'd be like, oh, I was working like for two emails, take you eight hours, bro. How did you get the Craigslist idea? All right, so <laughs> it's a really fun story. This is stuff I never talk about, so it's cool. I'm, I actually really enjoy sharing this because I feel like if people go through this and don't, don't talk about it. Oh, and, yeah, totally. Um, so, so he so had been disappearing for a while. Like, there was that was going on. He was, like, disappearing, and he was, like, going out to eat a lot by himself, um, which is weird because, like, it was, like, every day. And I'm like, and then our sex drive, like our sex life was going downhill. And we had an amazing sex life. We were also like really deep into like intimacy work and like uh, like tantra and like David Data stuff. So it was like we were really open and vulnerable all the time. And then all of a sudden it was like closed and like sex would go from like every day to every other day to every like. Did you three discuss days. the tantra stuff? Like, what do you uh, like? It, it, Tell me about that first. Okay. <laughs> is that something you like? Turn to page seventeen um, of the so, picture book. So he was like getting in, involved, like into it when we started dating, um, and I was interested in just like like connection stuff with people. If that makes sense. So um, you know, like Michaela Baum, David Data's uh, former business partner, runs workshops. And David Data has the, the superior man. Wait, the superior man. Okay, because I Dear reference lover. that all the time. Okay. So people listening, she's talking. We're talking same shit. Yeah, here. same shit. David Data's fucking awesome. Michaela Baum, fucking awesome. Just saw her at like the way the of the superior man. Way of the superior man. Buy it now. Buy it now. Read it. Study it. Women too. Like you'll understand. My girl dude, read it so much oh. before we dated. Really? She so that read it before. I think I feel like we both read it before. Or maybe right when we started hooking up. But either way, yeah. Yeah, fucking amazing book. I'm Except she'd be like, uh, babe, right you're now. really not doing chapter three? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, fuck you. Well, that's, so that's what happened. He has another book called Finding God Through Sex. Oh. And it's a partner book. And you read it. Well, I'm going to church. Yeah. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Definitely recommend it. Actually, I think you have to order it online. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it's a fucking fascinating book. It actually, like, really, like, cracks me wide open, like, like uh, intimately with, like, not platonically and romantically, if that makes sense. Like, it's just, you just learn a lot of stuff and you're really able to open yourself to another person. So he, and when we started dating, was like, hey, I'm reading this book. Are you down to read it with me? And then I was like, sure, let me see what it's about. And that's kind of how we, like, developed into, like, doing exercises like that, which is a lot Are of, there like, any tantric stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, what's a spark note, sort of? Spark note. Um, there's, basically, you do... There's a lot of sexual practice, which is fun. Um, Individually, I'm in, assuming. Together. All together or to, both? Um, together, yeah. Okay. So you do a lot of, like, breathing together. And, like, when you're having sex, you, like, focus on your breath rather than, like, the pleasure part of it. Yeah, I've so totally have, heard like, that. The deeper orgasms, like, the full body orgasms. Um, and there's a lot of, like, like, fo- like eye contact or, like, some breathing techniques where you'll feel it where you're pushing out and they're pushing in. And so it's, like, you're breathing together. Um, definitely works. Full body orgasm exists. I will. That's. I mean, here's the thing. That. Like, because uh, in, in, in the Superior Man, I think he doesn't go into it too deeply, but he does talk about how like breathing into like deep breaths, and you won't you won't want to f- come so fast. And I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, because a guy could like you know the breeze could hit him the wrong way. And that's true. I mean, but also. I, I mean, I do believe it. It's just talking. It sounds crazy to people that don't really access th- those sides of their senses. Yeah. Because they're really and I and I'm and I'm kind of there where like I I understand uh, 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 the power of all that, but don't necessarily practice it all the time. Well, because the, the thing is with that and um and just a just a little background on me after the relationship and during it, I actually got really deep into like intimacy workshops and stuff. I'm actually going to like an authentic relating thing tonight. Um, so I'm super. This is like my ballpark. I'm like all about it. Um, and so I think, you know, um, the first practice of that is also is being able to be comfortable with a stranger with sharing, with doing eye contact. So it's just like human connection stuff. So, um, what, what helps is being able to like just hold a gaze with someone and breathe together and just do things like that where you, things like you would find at a tantra workshop with a stranger and being really comfortable in like, in like you and another person. And because the thing is, is when you do these type of exercises, um, and then you, you want to bring them into the bedroom, right? Because your partner is going to distract you. So it's good to be able to learn kind of like platonically with someone else and then bring it in. Um, so like Michaela Bohm used to have these workshops where you do them with a part, you'd come with a partner, come without, but she'd recommend splitting up and then reconvening together. 
Um, Somewhere so, there was a joke about coming together, <laughs> but I just <laughs> fucked it up. There. I wanted to at least say that. I was thinking about it. Continue. No, it's okay. So <laughs> basically, um, that's what I would recommend is if you want to get there is, is, is doing some of the practices um, that, that he talks about in Finding God Through Sex with um, maybe even by yourself or, or grabbing a friend. and being like, I've hey. uh, spent many years <laughs> practicing by myself for but, this very moment. Then so so you do it by steps and 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 the reality is is that you can't just come into sex with with everything because then you're now you're thinking of everything I need to do this I need to do that so he really he really spells it out um, step by step in each chapter cool and so each time you do it with a partner you each focus on one thing and then you keep going keep going and building upon that so um, so yeah full got full body orgasm all right and so <laughs> and so okay so that was a nice little aside there I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out so you. You were dating this guy, yes, and then that, and then, and then the sexual drive went away, and obviously you can feel it <laughs> because we're all, you know, in when we're in, yeah. in tune to our intuition, we're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you and know, also you, you always just, know. And when you're living with someone, I think you know a little bit deeper because you're like, oh, patterns are changing, and what are you doing? Um, Zach Brown song, goodbye. I saw goodbye in her eyes. <laughs> oh my god, I, well, I, I cried. I listened to that song. <sighs> And I was like, in the chick at the time, I was like, I saw, yeah, I saw. It. <laughs> you know, you just know. Yeah. You're like, hi. Right, you go. really do. And uh, so he would, w- he would started working from our room and like locking me out of there. So then I'm like, what are you doing in this room? So he like. And naturally, you probably wouldn't even care, but. No, but I think like once, you know, I started. This is like. Drawn. Yeah, and like this really started to like affect me because then you go through, what am I doing? Is it me? And you really go through like, why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Like, we have this amazing sex. Like, all of a sudden, you don't want to have sex. And so then I started to like snoop around. Guys, I'm a snooper. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just am because Snoop-loop. here's the thing. I'm I'm like trying. No, to you're a woman. Is what you are. Yeah. Trust me. You're but all you're all little tiny def- detectives. <laughs> exactly. You put like the gloves on and the black light, and you're like, let's do it, bitch. What'd you do wrong? No, and I'm like, okay, what was open exactly the way placement it was before I like go through, so I know where to put all right, it. Tell all me back. your spy techniques. Spy techniques. Well, I opened his computer. This is awkward. <laughs> First of all, he was stupid. He 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 married his computer to mine. How you do this is he didn't have a computer for a little bit because he was trying to he, his broke and he was like trying to like get it fixed before he got a new one. So he was using mine for like I don't know a week, and so he had w- opened another account on the computer, you know, like a guest or whatever, and then attached the Google to all of his accounts. So I had all of his passwords just sitting he was there just waiting, begging you to literally be like I could see I could just log in and there was his Google search. So now I'm like, why is he looking up this place and what's every going on? rest stop? He's it was. Like to the point where at one point he was in a motel and I found the motel. This is how crazy I am. I found the motel on his Google searches that I showed up there, asked the front desk if he was there, found the room and started knocking on the door and was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he didn't open? No. Then he was just texting me to leave. Oh, Um, wow. He's like uh, probably in there with the guy, like to be honest. Um, how and does that conversation go the next day? Well, so this well, well to cut to, to how I even got there was basically so I go into this computer and there is just a picture of a dick on in there a Craigslist ad that says, um, "Who wants a hard suck?" Now I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> no, wait, that's the that's the new title. <laughs> I've changed it. Who wants a, a hard, hard suck? suck. <laughs> I freaked the fuck out. I didn't even know what to do, and and I I closed it. And this is where I got caught because okay. usually I'm good and I'll, I'll like put things back. But I was like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And I just freak it out. And I, I, I remember I walked into the next room. My, my hand is covered over my mouth and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Was it a nice dick? Um, yeah, it was a big dick. It was a big dick. Oh, wait. So why is there a, a dick and then he says, who wants a hard suck? Because that wouldn't be the dick Craigslist that's getting sucked, though. Ad. I think it was, was like, a, a, I don't, a fun I don't, little. I don't really know. Okay. I think it was just like, showing a dick and being like do you want yours sucked i really have no idea um because it wasn't like who wants to suck this dick it no was like, it was just like who wants a hard suck i'll never forget that's it that's a very generous person though <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's money involved but probably i think he, w- he was he was withdrawing like hundreds of dollars so um wow. <clears throat> that happened but uh i remember i called my best friend and i was like ariel this is happening and she's like no it's not happening i was like dude this is happening I, are you I know heartbroken are you angry i'm i'm shocked shocked so you're still in you're so curious that you're probably not even mourning mourning the loss no. of this you're just like i need to know more i need to know everything yes yeah that's where i go 
Except Painful, for, but it's like you need like yeah, I'm in pain. I need to know more. Yeah, or, or even I don't know enough. living with someone <laughs> and someone who's who you've created this very open and vulnerable relationship with that now you're like, whoa, was this even real? Who are you? Yeah, who you've am already I swapped with? oxytocins and sort of this yeah. bond that like. And then I'm like freaking out, and um, I go back into there the room, and I start to like do a lot more research, and I find that he's like, he's like. Uh, doing this a lot like there's a lot of of this stuff and emails so with some 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 site called men for rent so they're actually a sponsor of this episode (laughs) Uh, so thank you if anyone wants a hard suck that is where to go so then i'm freaking out and he comes home and he opens the computer and it's just sitting there for him because now i'm just waiting to get caught because i don't even know what to do at this point and that's the best thing you can do yeah i want you to know that That i I know. know Except for he's a pretty good liar, and because he was he's a copywriter, he tried to tell me he was doing research. <laughs> so then I'm like, "Are you doing research?" Or so then I buy it because I'm just so like, "Can this even be real? Is this even a thing? I didn't even know this was a thing." Anyway, I leave the next day, go to New York for a week. We barely talk, and I'm like, "What is he doing? Why is he not answering me?" Come back. First thing I do is go to the computer. First thing. Of course. Find out that he was, like, soliciting erotic massages to the point where I left at 8 o'clock in the morning. He was seeing the first one at 10. Wow. And he had had this whole fake number on Google Voice and Skype. And, like, he was very deep. At least he's trying. Deep into, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was That's still fucked. being dishonest. Um, so that whole thing happened, and then I was crying, and I was just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, now we need to talk about just it. Just lay it out there. Yeah. And, um, and then he, like, left, went to his office, and, like, stayed there for two days and cried, and still didn't tell me what was going on. Came back and was like, oh, I only saw three, and they were women, and then I called one of them. Like, you know you're fucked if you have to lie and say that you were... You were hooking up with women. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And not only that, I found one of the numbers. Call a freaking She's prostitute. Like, Hello. <laughs> no. Hello, this is trans. She was a woman. And I'm just like, hey, uh, this is the description of my boyfriend. This is his name. I know you really can't tell me, but hypothetically, if he were to come, what would he be getting? And she told me everything because she's a prostitute. All right, what's no on friend. the menu? What's he getting? Um, he was getting an Little erotic massage with like a happy ending. The old hot wax finish, okay. Yeah. But which is which yeah. is not. I mean, I've, I've never had one, um, but I don't think it's super rare. Yeah, I don't think it. As as I doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But as I've delved into this and actually started to I talk mean, to male friends, why doesn't he pay friends, you to do that? I know we weren't even having sex. Yeah, what like make an extra fifty bucks an hour. He tried to tell me that me going to the gym and doing uh, back squats was making my yeah. sex drive. Higher that it was pushing him away or something, and I was I, like, "Shut up!" I thought you were going to say that he was going to say that you going to the gym is just like him clearing the old pipes. <laughs> like he's just, "I'm just Jeffy Lou, babe. We're just changing the tires." No, he was just trying to make up excuses as to why what was going. But that's on. horrible that he shamed you. He, he shamed me the whole time, and I think because I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming these these prostitutes are probably just like old Asian ladies. They weren't even or whatever. They were old, assuming, yeah, they were old and they were overweight, and it's not I was what you just, see in the movies. And then I'm like, "You want this, and you don't want this. Like, what is going?" on and so um i remember i spoke to a very good friend of mine who told me this is very normal and you need to come at it with a safe place because he obviously has a lot of shame around bisexuality so oh yeah I mean, he's like, lying to himself oh well, yeah I mean, you know what i mean like this isn't a thing you're not just gonna crack him yeah no and so i i came at him with this very like i was like hey can we talk so these are my fantasies. What are yours? Like, let's talk about it. Like, do you want to add another guy in the bed? You know, I'm just trying to open up the conversation. Would you, or were you just trying to catch him? I was just trying. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to catch him. I was just trying to be like, these are my fantasies. What are yours? Like, let's talk about yeah. it. Is this a thing? How deep are you in this thing? Because, like, are, are you using protection? You know, like, what's going on? Because now I need to know. I need to go figure out my own shit. And, um, you know, he, he obviously didn't tell me the truth. Um, and, um, you know, but I, I think... At the end of it, you know, I feel happy for creating the safe place for him. Um, he does not like me, or he will not talk to me now because I know his secret, and that's okay. That's his own thing. And it's still a secret for him? Yes, so very sad. much. To the point where I saw him last August, and we had lunch, and he said, I said, so, you know, what's going on? Like, how are you? All the stuff. And then I was like, have you met guys? And he said, yes. 
and he told me some stories and then after that he deleted me from everything so you know I feel bad for him I hope one day we can be friends it's um, sad it's sad that there's so much I mean I can't imagine how heavy I mean I remember like as a kid you lie about something you you know you like you know you broke break a window I got a whole lie about it oh the shame and that's like you know what I mean but like to keep something with you for life yeah yeah, yeah. and and he's also a dating coach for women wow and um and he has a huge following and I always wonder you know he talks about honesty is this the guy that I know I'm not yeah gonna, okay so he talks about honesty so much and in such a beautiful way that it really like I said he he was like my like life guide like he taught me so much I'm so grateful like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without having done so much inner work you know through through just like dating him and going to like a lot of like workshops and events and I read like over 250 books because like I had a lot of time and like um you know I I met my mentor and I read books (laughs) so yeah (laughs) no but he I mean because there were there was so many days where he'd lock himself in the room and I didn't know anyone in Austin so I was like what am I gonna do I'm just gonna read a book and I'd read like one or two books a day and I read all David David's books in like three days and um you know, so so anyway, he he really gave me that, and um, and I really wish and I hope for him in the future that he can be honest with himself in the way that he wants women to be honest. And I'm with sure him. I'm sure there's a facet of your relationship that will help him get there, but it's like you don't always have the quantum leap right away. Yeah, you're kind of acquiring knowledge until you kind of make that realization. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, living the life that you live now, you're traveling, you're you're happy, you're you're coaching others, you're doing all these things, uh, living spontaneously, and and all that like what gets you there and it sounds like some of these relationships i mean because i've been in those like horrible toxic things where i'm like what the fuck i know i'm gonna learn something from this i don't know what it is yet and then you kind of just waiting for that info to come because like in the end we are just sort of curious creatures trying to uh weird term just trying to like (laughs) we're just trying to figure shit out so it's like why would because uh, I, 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 I don't know if it's all pre-planned, but I know that, like, we're putting ourselves, we're testing ourselves, we're testing our soul. Yeah. So, like, what, why why that relationship? Why did I decide to date the girl who's still in love with the ex, the yeah. exes? You know, like, why did, why did all these things happen? And then afterwards, like, oh, but I'm kind of getting to a better place myself, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, and as I was talking before about you attract who you are, like, at every point of our life, I mean, not everything's rainbows and butterflies, right? Like, sometimes we have to go through shit to get to the gold, and there's always gold in the shit, if that makes sense. So it's like, <laughs> that's what I really talk to my audience about. I'm like, listen, like, wherever you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be, and there's gold there if you look for it. And what I saw in, in you know, the first relationship, I was... Uh, it got me to LA. It got me to LA. I, I really found like what I was what I was like looking for and, and kind of like beginning my path on like um, building my own business and things like that. Then I meet this other guy. I'm with him. He got me. We went to we went to Argentina together. We went to Asia. We had all these. You know, he really opened me up to. I mean, I don't I don't know about your audience, but, but like consciousness and spirituality and like tantra and, and David Data and you know all that type of world, and to the point where I was able to meet my shadow i was able to really dig deep into me and really what does like, that mean so meeting your shadow is when you're really like you really meet your past you really come to terms with your past you you look at all the shit that you've probably been holding on to which we all do and you you just work through it and you see what you learned in it and you see the beauty and 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 you accept the negative and you forgive yourself and you forgive the other people so that you don't carry it with you so that every time you're peeling the past away, you're becoming lighter. And, like, for me, what that was for me is really just embracing what I feel like I'm here in the world for. And that's when I just went on this whole, like, soul-searching journey to really, like, get get that. And to really be like, you know, I don't know why I'm with these guys. Let me just go be with me for a while. And um, so I, it got me there. Like, I was in Argentina with him, and we broke up three days in, and I chose to stay. And then really? went to Mexico. You broke up while in Argentina? While in Argentina. This is the dude with the Craigslist uh, The Craigslist, dick. yeah, yeah. But it, did, wait, why did you break up three days into Argentina? Because we were breaking up before, but we both but had the ticket. But you bought the ticket. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. My but girlfriend and I, we, we'll, we'll literally hold off. Get, yeah, like, say we're going home for Christmas, right? This happened, like, last year. And we're, we're pretty much in a 
pretty solid relationship. Now we still fight, but like, and, you know, like a couple years like early on in the relationship, we're we're like booking our flights home early December. Then we get in a bad fight. Then we have, then we, so like we wait a week. She's like, well, I'm not gonna buy a ticket with you. But <laughs> next thing you know, the flights are expensive. And we're like, ah, fuck, we're happy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I gotta buy this stupid ticket. With yeah, seven and especially layovers. internationally, you kind of like have to buy it at least a month in advance. So, so you're like, let's see how long. Let's so see. I was just like, you know. Uh, I was just like, let's just get there and figure it out. And so we get there. But the good thing for me was that I actually had other friends there. So when we broke up three days in, I was like, great, I'm staying. He's like, let's go back to L.A. And I was like, I'm not going oh, with shit. you. Oh, shit, he's going to go back to L.A.? He went back to L.A. Well, we he ended up leaving. He went to Uruguay for a month instead, stayed there. I was in Argentina. Had oh, the good time for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, you know, we'd spent so much money. And, Better um, than breaking up the, di- the last day of the trip. That's true. Get, any Argentinian, Except uh, the awkward thing was... I had planned to go to Mexico after, and we had to fly back to L.A., and I, I, we, we flew next to each other, barely <laughs> spoke. Same. We get to L.A., and he thinks that I'm get going to, like, wherever I'm going in L.A., and I was like, all right, I've got another flight to catch in three hours. I have to go check back in. And he's so like, you went back what? to L.A. with him with and then him. went to Mexico. And I got from... on a plane in Mexico in three hours. Jeez. Yeah, and I was uh, like, bye. The guy's like, yeah, maybe we'll go back and get some strange. Yeah. Like, no, no, senor. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to Mexico, and then he actually thought that we were going to get back together when I came back from Mexico, and I came back like three weeks later. I uh, went to uh, went to a wedding that he was supposed to come with. It uninvited him, and I was like, "No, I don't think you should come. Naturally. They're my friends." Naturally, like, yeah. yeah. And then we get back, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot my car key. I need my. You have my extra car key. I forgot mine in Mexico." And he's like, "Why would you forget your car key in Mexico?" It's like, "Oh, I'm moving there. <laughs> Sorry." The dude's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, look, I mean, at, at some point you break up, you got to do your own thing. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I've been that guy where I've broken up with a girl before and I still like thought we would, I thought I would talk my way back into it. I was like, oh, we still have this thing. Oh, we, we live in the same city. Of course. We're in, no, it's like, no, that's not. Yeah. Just let it be. Yeah. I don't know what about that, guys. We don't want to like um, end things. We really don't. Well, there's, like, the comfort level, right? And, like, having someone you know and who's someone you're already, like, having sex with. And then and then all of a sudden the idea of, like, fuck, I need a new chick or, like, I want to I want to have sex. Like, now I have to, like, go put in work somewhere else, you know? So I feel like there is that thing on men and women's side, you know, the women's side, where it's like, oh, but this is so easy, you know? And so you kind of, like, we, we tend to hang on for a little bit longer than we should because of that, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean... Uh, you can you, like I like to lump together like oh men do this men do that but it really comes down to like who's who's kind of pursuing what's best for themselves and that's it becomes really hard to pursue mm-hmm. what's best for yourself it seems like you're doing that right now oh yeah I'm all about it I'm uh, like are you trying to meet meet like are you, so like what happens if you meet a guy like in your travels are you well I when I was in Mexico I did have like a few flings. But you um, were, you weren't worried that maybe you were going to fall for someone and you know in a country that you didn't plan on being at for long or it, it, did it keep you from wanting anything deep? Um, I thought I was going to live in Mexico for a long time. I thought I'd still be there to the point where like I gave up, I sold my car, I ended up coming back like getting rid of my apartment, getting rid of all my stuff, uh-huh. um, and then I it was I actually met someone in L.A. that I was like fuck, now I know someone, now I'm dating someone in L.A., and now I have to go back and forth. And I did the back and forth thing for a little bit, and that actually just, then just got me here. So I think my my whole thing that I was avoiding wasn't someone in Mexico, it was someone in the States to bring me back. I was like, no! And then yeah. and then it just happened. But I, was, I think I was open to either. Like, I was open to anything at the time. Um, but then, funny thing happened, when I came back to L.A., I didn't want to date anyone. I was like, I, I'm ready to, like, work. Because, like, you know, living on a, in the jungle, you don't really, like, have the motivation. Now I'm back I love that that energy. sounds like a metaphor, but it's not. You know, I was living in the jungle. I was, I was like, literally uh, living in the jungle. There and shit. There, there were scorpions. There were spiders the size of your hand. There were... Uh, Mexican children yeah, trying to Mexican rob you. Children. They do. Actually, yeah, okay, they try to sell you stuff on the, on the, I'm a the beach. I'll buy your shit. Sure. Uh, yeah, on the I'll beach. Buy your, I'll but. buy your cookies that I know are 10 pesos for 100 pesos. Yeah, here's a tip, too, yeah. to feel bad. <laughs> here's 500. Here's a white shame for you. $30. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, you know, when I came back, I, I didn't want to date, but now I'm actually in a really like heart open place where I'm kind of like ready. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're ready and then you kind of just, when you, I feel like when you know you're ready, you just keep doing your own thing. Yeah. And then literally. you, you can't, oh man, it's like out of a, I mean, I've had, I've had the, the, the you know, the one night stand or the, you know, short term flings after relationships and like, no, I'm not ready. And then, and then as soon as you are, it's just like, oh, it just materializes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because the world, all the spirituality, like, they don't speak in this linear, like, well, I haven't met the guy, right? And it's been four months. It's like, 
this is when it's right, it's right. Yeah. And you got to keep just living your life, pursuing all your own things. And it's amazing how more vibrant you look. To, yeah. To, you know, you'll, you will be found. Well, the key is in that, just a quick note to everyone, um, is that you got to keep doing your thing even when you're in a relationship because that's how you keep it growth-oriented. You keep it spicy. You keep it all that stuff because you still... Um, we tend to, as people, at least in my experience and, and my clients, is that um, we tend to kind of like lose ourselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, because there's like cohabitation, and then like we, you know, we're so we're living together, and then like now we are a we and not an I and all that stuff. You lose your identity. Yeah, but the key is not losing your identity and keeping your own thing up so that you're complete on your own, and the other person is just there to enhance that happiness because at the end of the day, the partner is not the source of that. You are. Yeah. You know, and so I'm a firm believer on that. And um, that worries me. That's a, that, no, that's an, that's like um, that's like a, a big concern, um, because I can't control if my lady, and I'm not saying she does, but I I can control myself and know mm-hmm. like oh, I'm pursuing my stand up, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. But whenever like whenever the chance comes that I can incorporate her into my stuff, I do. And like where I was talking to her the other day about booking some college shows mm. and there's different regions that you can um, audition in. The NACA was, stuff? Yeah, of course. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to audition in New England. She said, what are you talking about? Why are you going to audition? I'm like, I'm from New England. I'm, that way, if I fly back for the auditions, I have a place to stay. She'll be like, yeah, but then you're going to do, I won't be able to travel with you. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, but you can't always, you can't come with me to everything. And I, and I think she realized that, but was also like, oh, great. You're going to go book all these shows on the road. I'm not going to be able to go. And I'm like, well, if I'm booking a lot of shows, it's, uh, they pay very well. Yeah. So like there will be other good things to come from that. But yeah. I'm like worrying that, that I don't know if it's common. I don't, I don't want to say that this is a thing women do, but I do fear that she could lose her identity with our relationship and I, and I mean, don't get me wrong. She's all over the place pursuing her own stuff. Yeah. And, but I just know that I just know that I have to go on stage alone and travel alone sometimes, and she doesn't necessarily have to do that. So I just like I'm, I don't know what the solution is there without me being like, babe, maybe you need to do more. Your own. There's nothing I can say to her to help her do that. Yeah. And she already probably is, but it's still a fear. Yeah. Um. I used to be. I used to be that. I used to do that, especially in that relationship that I was in with the comedian. And I think. Um, for me personally, there was always that fear of like, because I didn't know he was cheating at the time, and then all of a sudden he goes books NACA, and he's going to be traveling, and then he gets gets like. And for those TV listening, shows. that's NACA NACA. It's basically the 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 membership community for college performing. So you right. yeah you audition, and then all of a sudden all these schools book you, and you do travel a lot. You're, you're on the road. Like I've our friend, you know, is is. Um, like Nick, he's on the road like every other day. He's literally lives on a plane, and that's you know it's really awesome because it's amazing money and um, really you know you're spreading your word and you're spreading your your work, which is great. Um, but as a girlfriend, you know, and and when that happened in that relationship, I was like, whoa, oh, I, can I come with you? And I got into like, can I come with you? Where are you going? Oh, you're going to Michigan next week. Like, can I come? Can I come? And he's so adamant on no, you can't come. And I actually am really grateful for that because. The time that he was away, I was able to really, like, step into myself, even though it sucked. Because I see him and his new girlfriend now, and he brings her everywhere. To uh, the point where the com- like our, our mutual friends are like, he'll bring her into now, um, you know, if he's going into an industry meeting, she goes with him. And wow. she's, like, his quote-unquote assistant. But it's to the point where she actually just Jeez. isn't. She's not. She has no identity separate from him. And, and That's scary It's really to me. sad. And then, I, then, he, then how's he going to break? Like, how's he going to? detached from that well especially because he called me like a m- month ago telling me that he, <laughs> he, he was right. still like, hoping we that we were getting name? married oh boy no we didn't say his name mm, maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> don't, li- don't listen back um <laughs> uh, uh, so but it's it, okay yeah there's a veer, i mean because i i would love like oh if i got a weekend in nashville i'd love yeah. to take my girlfriend yeah sometimes, but sometimes it's like i'm not at that level where these things pay yeah well and, but sometimes they do um it's yeah I, I'd love the idea that while I'm out, and I tell her, I tell her this all the time, like if you put in, of all the time that I have to be on the road for stand up or just out, if you put in ten percent of of that time into yourself, you'll be like a self made millionaire because yeah. it's so much time I have to spend. Like, don't just sit home waiting for me. And I'm not saying she does, but it's a worry. It's like I, I'm like a Jewish mother with that. I'm just like <laughs> ah, like please. It's like because I, I, I know I can push myself, but I can't control. Yeah. I don't want her to be like oh, waiting for you to get home. Like no, no, please don't. Yeah, because it's it hard. 
It's and I hard. and we also can't always control when I'm getting going on stage. I got a show at nine tonight. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go on. T- like I guarantee it's going to run hours late. Yeah, so I get uh, home until the club closes. Yeah, but um, and I used to be that girl too. I'd wait up at night because he wouldn't let me go to the clubs, and so I'd I'd be sitting. Why wouldn't he? Because he just didn't. Because I would take the attention off him. He felt this is his own oh, thing. Oh jeez. Because I'd, I'm friendly and I talk to everybody and I'm like talking to the comedians. And one time, I was talking to the comedians and he thought I was being too friendly. But my brother was there me and my brother were sitting at a table and like they were just hanging the we girlfriend the could be an asset it, it could definitely be an asset i was i like, was networking like we yeah. used to hang out with some like power couples and i'd be like let's go to lunch and they'd be like yeah awesome which yeah. he wouldn't do you know that's great and ex- and that was uh, great he just wasn't ready industry. for it he wasn't ready no he wasn't ready for it and, and he was um, a little that's a little like insecurity which yeah, is fair yeah, which but is fine and especially if it's your first like real relationship like i get it like there's so much empathy like but, uh, that power couple thing that's so great like i told tasha i'm like go go I was like, Eliza Schlesinger works out in our gym. I'm like, uh-huh. go fucking, if you're next to her on a mat, you talk to her. You become <laughs> best friends with her. Yeah. That is the key to my success. Yeah, like we met Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes. Oh, in, my um, gosh. In the, the Jane Hotel. We were all standing for the elevator. And, uh, and you know, I'm just like, he's like, I'm going to say something. No, I'm not going to say something. Just say something. So I'm like looking at them. I wave. And then he's like. And then, um, and then he's just like, like if you're a Ryan, bird, I'm a well, bird. Uh. Ryan Gosling recognizes him, and he goes, "Hey, you're the guy from." And, and then we start laughing. And was, then he on, was he on that? He was on that. And uh, so we get into the elevator, and then you know we're all just joking around. And then the next day we see them, and it's just like, "Hey," but you know he wasn't gonna do it if I wasn't like, "Hey, you should totally say hi." Plus, Ryan's really hot. <laughs> Ryan used to go to my gym in New York. I'm really? like, look, I'm yeah. straight, but that guy's got. <laughs> Some good looks to him. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Canadians, right? And in person, he looks exactly the same. Yeah. So it's like... Good looking dude. Super good looking. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I... But my point is that I used to be the girl that, that stayed at home waiting for him to come home from the clubs and then also freaking out like, why were you home at six o'clock in the morning? What did you go after? Did you really eat? You know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And um, and that wasn't really like fun place to It's me. a tough... I mean, I'm going to have to have you do a, a side episode with Tasha. I'd love down. for you to super. talk to her yeah. because I really feel like there what this the the comics industry is so strange mm-hmm. that I think there needs to be like a support group out there. It's just strange. Yeah. It's like I mean, I tried to date date another comedian after and I'm like, eh, no, it's not happening. It's a it's a bitch. I refuse to go gently into the night. I refuse to <laughs> fail because oh, it's hard. Like I refuse I refuse yeah. that. Cuz uh, there you know in my you know sometimes she's like, "Well, well, like, well, you know, what about when you're performing every night and you'll never be able to and I'm like yeah but that means I'll be I'll be able to like walk the kids to school you know what I mean yeah. like I'm not gonna have the nine to five there's a there is a nice thing to that and eventually you're a, gonna book tv shows and movies and it's yeah. not even gonna be like a thing so <laughs> not even a thing um well look, we're blowing over the thing oh, so we got to get out of here no don't be sorry at all I mean we're we're gonna have to definitely talk when yeah. you're back from Hawaii I'm if so you don't down. move there if you don't leave but your listen your you asked me there. earlier about if I'm worried to meet someone that is a place I'm worried to meet someone because I will stay and I know that and I'm like no you're not gonna I know meet a dude someone. that I know a photographer well, he's probably not on the same island you're gonna be on I don't know. T- take take notes. I want to see. Uh, I want to hear what's going on out there. I will. Um, and uh, people can find you at AnnaRose.com. That's Anna, Anna, with, Rose. Anna with an H. Yeah, it's A N N A H Rose.com. I'm also on Instagram. Love Anna Rose. You get less dating stuff. Perfect. More fun We're gonna stuff do a little. S- we'll do a selfie. We'll post that. Oh, okay, perfect. So love Anna Rose. Dot, dot, uh, Anna Rose. Dot com. Anna love Anna Rose. Love Anna Rose on Instagram. Podcast. Um, podcast is called Chicks with Coffee, Bros with Bourbon, um, and uh, it's on my site if you click the podcast tab perfect so, yeah. well thanks so much for being on uh, sex actually thank you so much for having this is so fun. i can't wait I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here's the action i'm gonna take i'm gonna go buy david's david dita's book oh um, yeah you have uh, to uh finding god through what's it called uh, finding god through sex okay great i'm gonna do that i'm gonna lay off craigslist for a while <laughs> and i'm gonna tell tasha uh to get in touch with you yeah. so she can <laughs> learn how to do a comic. <laughs> All right, everyone listening, thanks so much for uh, being a good audience. Uh, rate us, review us on iTunes, share us with your friends. See you next week. Bye.